Facebook is like a, an immediate credibility package for anybody that goes there, for any sellers that go there, for any contractors that you might be working with. Um, you know, and the listeners can go to our Facebook page and get ideas right off there. This, this, this is the House Flipping HQ podcast. Now let's get flipping with your host, Justin Williams. Hey, hey, what's going on, House Flipping Nation? Yeah, yeah. Hope you guys are all doing awesome. Hope you had an amazing Thanksgiving and getting ready for the holidays. Ho, ho, ho. Um, I think I might be getting a lump of coal this year because, no, I'm just kidding. No, I've been a good boy. I should be getting some good presents. So, guys, today we have got a, a special surprise for you. In episode 152, we had the honor of having an amazing couple. These guys are are amazing. Not only are they incredible investors, but they're just so cute together. Aww. But we have Zach and Stephanie Betters. Guys, how are you doing? Doing awesome. Thanks for having us back. So the Betters have been in the community for, for quite some time. Uh, you guys joined House Flipping Formula how long ago? About a year, dude. <laughs> guys, they're like crazy insane. How long have you been investing? Like really going for it? Go for it. Just about two years, a little over two years. Just over two years. Joined House Flipping Form a year ago. And then you joined Seven Figure Flipping how long ago? February. 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 Okay. So we had you guys on the podcast January 3rd of this year, ringing in the new year. And we talked about what you accomplished last year. And you had done 11 deals which was awesome. I had you on because I was like, you guys are like new in the business and you did 11 deals. That's amazing, right? And so recently we were, we were talking at the seven figure flipping meeting and let us know. I thought it'd be kind of fun to have you back on and share with everyone what you have accomplished in, in this year, which it's actually less than a year. This podcast will come out in like a week. But so we're like at the end of November recording it. It's going to come out at the beginning of December. What are you guys on pace to do? How many deals do you think you'll do this year? So we'll probably do about 50 deals this year. We're in the 40s right now. What? Yeah. <laughs> so awesome. Yeah, Woo! I think, I think, you know, if we put it out in the universe and, and put it on record that we wanted to make seven figures this year because we did six figures last year. So we're like, what the hell? Let's just do seven figures this Six year. last year. Why not do seven this year, right? Yeah, right? Like, it's, like it's that easy. Um, but we, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. I mean, we, we put it out there. We put the work in. We did a bunch of systems that we, we've learned through you and through other great people in the, in the Seven Figure Fipping group. And we're going to hit our goal. That is so <laughs> dang awesome. We haven't got there yet, but we have um, three big renovation projects in the pipeline right now. So by the time they close in December oh i love it love it that is so awesome guys i'm super stoked for you man it's just uh and i mean wait you one of wait, zach you were you were both full-time in the beginning of the year yeah. zach you're part-time now yeah so i'm in part-time in uh, march and stephanie you're still working like a regular like 40 how many hours a week uh so i work seven days on seven days off so when i'm working i work like i don't know what hours what yeah and then i'm off for a week so holy cow you work 120 hours in one week yeah <laughs> oh my gosh and you guys have kids right yeah three kids, three. 
Just three. So young kids. So the reason why I'm mentioning this is because people all the time like, oh, I got it. Like the excuses, right? Blah, 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 blah. Like you guys are living proof that excuses are for losers. <laughs> we had that saying up in my locker room in high school. It said excuses are for losers. Find a way to get the job done. They took it down. It wouldn't fly these days. It's like you got to be nice and stuff. But no excuses, right? You guys have, have made it happen. And you're growing exponentially, which I love. Um, I mean, you even started another business that you, and we'll get into some more, a little more later, but you leveraged your real estate business and we're able to start another business. So you're running two businesses, you've got three kids, you've got a job and a half, and you're crushing it. I love it. So cool. It's been a lot of fun. So let, let's do this. Um, I know the meat of this podcast, you're going to share some Facebook tips with us because you guys have really done a good job of, of getting Facebook figured out. And I know you've helped a lot of people in the seven figure group with their Facebook and, and it's been super cool, right? So we're going to share some Facebook tips, but why don't you catch us up to speed a little bit? Give us a little more, um, two seconds of your background, but then catch us up to speed as like, what have you done to go from doing no deals to 11 deals last year to now 50 deals this year and on track to hit seven figures? Yeah, so we both have a background in medicine and we really kind of make our lives and our business about taking care of other people. And that's what we do, you know, in our regular jobs and love the fact that we're able to extend that into real estate to be able to take care of people. Um, we've really been able to leverage other people. I think the systems like Stephanie was alluding to that we've kind of learned from, from you and so many other great people have really allowed us to leverage as busy as we are, just get to higher and higher level of tasks uh, to really be able to explode out what we've been able to do. Yeah, really just getting out of your own way, you know, not trying to do everything yourself um, and delegating tasks. That was really hard for me to do because I'm, and Zach too, <laughs> he's nodding. Yeah. I'm a workhorse, so like I have some, a task that needs to get done, so I'm just going to do it right now. I'm not going to wait for somebody else to do it. So getting over that was a really big mind, mind shift change for me. And it opened up our entire business, figuring out a way to delegate and, and to recruit and retain really high level, high functioning employees, you know, not only being good to, to sellers and, and really genuinely trying to help people, but also being really good and um, valuing your employees. Then they're, they're super excited to work for you. You know, they're, they're worried to let you down, you know? So getting the right people in the right in the right places were was huge and because we were able to delegate and, and leverage our our time so much and we I was out of the weeds and we were out of the weeds with all the like little tasks that amount to giant tasks throughout the day we actually were able to, to figure out some really cool ways to advertise on Facebook and like find another marketing channel and like a whole new world opened up you know you think that if you delegate your task away like what well, what am I going to do then you know well you're going to discover something amazing is what you're going to do and you don't even really it doesn't even make sense oh I love I love what you're saying it's like super powerful I don't I want to make sure no one misses it I personally believe that a lot of the reason why we do get in our own way is because it gives us significance right? right it's like literally Kate well if I get everyone else to do these things what am I going to do like it messes us up. We feel a lot of value. A lot of times we think oh, it's just about the money, but no, we need to feel valued. And when we're doing stuff, we feel value. We feel important. And people have a hard time feeling like someone else can do that better than them. But what I love what you said is once you do that, things will open up. I mean, the opportunities that have come my way and not only opportunities, but the ability that I've been able to 
even do what I'm doing right now and, and serve people at a high level and help people in the way that I am is only because I created the systems. There would not have been space in my mind to even think about those things if that didn't happen. So I love that. That you're doing in this little task you're so busy you can't look up and see what's ahead and identify an opportunity you know what would you guys say because i do believe that the number one thing that messes people up or, or keeps them from not getting the next level is is themselves they get in their own way like you said um what would you recommend to other control freaks out there not not saying you're a control freak just going off of what you kind of said i guess <laughs> what would you recommend for people who have a hard time letting go I have a much easier time letting things go than she does. I, I will say that. And so I, I am constantly kind of I'm trying to encourage her to kind of, kind of let things go. But I, I think knowing that you're going to be let down by some people, but when you can watch somebody develop into, like we have one all-star team. Well, we have an all-star team all the way around. I don't want to talk badly about any of them, but there's one person in particular on the team that continues to outshine and outperform any limit that I ever would have put in my mind on him. And it's just a, and that gives me so much more fulfillment to watch him grow into the position um, that it gives me a lot of reward just watching that. So um, once you see that, then I want to give that opportunity to so many more people. Zach, I think, has taken on kind of a mentor role within our company. And it's awesome. He's done a really good job of mentoring our employees and getting them to grow and to take responsibility. And, and uh, I think that type of delegation has been really, really rewarding for him and, and our employees. Um, and for me, the person who really struggles with offloading a task, I think the first thing you need to do is start with something small that you don't like doing or you're not good at doing uh, or you can't physically do. And, and for us, that was answering the phones. Um, we have three kids. We're working jobs. We're running around crazy. We're trying to you know, manage our renovation. So when the phone ring and you pray and you, and you send all the marketing you want to ring and then it rings, you're like, oh, crap, like I have to run into a room. So that was the very first task, and we only had um, him answer the phone, our, our lead intake person. We had, had maybe like three phone calls a week. So it's like, okay, when we first started marketing, like, you are going to answer those, and after hours, I'm going to take it back. And it's Looking back now, it's a really silly little task. And it's like he can handle picking up the phone and saying, like, <laughs> so starting small and delegating that and then watching someone actually be able to do it and then feeling like, oh, my gosh, he can do it. Let's give him more. And you know, then then let's let's line up all the tasks associated with an incoming lead and it closing, and then start putting people in those positions one by one, little by little, and delegating out small tasks at a time. And before you know it, you step back and you have a whole system that just generates and and you know closes deals while you watch. I mean, one of the things for me is like, like you said, you want to feel valued, and I want to feel like I'm doing something, so I can write down a list all day long of a million things that need to get done. And then I feel like, all right, I'm going to do all these things. But when you really sit back and take a look at that list, like what's going to make a big difference on that, on that task list and looking at the level of stuff, like what should I be doing and what can I give to somebody else? Um, yes. I think that's been helpful. I love it. Love it. How, how does it feel? Um, you know, a, a year or two, two ago before you started hiring and building a team and creating that system and the way you felt versus now where you're at, like, how does, how does that feel? I think it's different. I, I don't, it's really difficult because there's a different level of stress now. Um, mm -hmm. It's like bigger problems <laughs> stress in a way because they're, we are only dealing with bigger problems, you know? Yeah. So 
and whenever we we talk about the business it's only like headaches we, so we have to remind ourselves to celebrate you know the wins that we have but now like our team members are getting the kudos for the wins we're like all right we're cheering them on you don't necessarily congratulate yourselves for their you know for their win uh-huh. it, it's just really different i think I think in a way it's a little heavier. So we've had to learn how to deal with the stress of being in this position and being responsible for other people's lives, like our employer employees' lives, and like making sure we are getting enough money to satisfy them. And yep. their and so it's definitely, I think in a way it's a little bit harder. <laughs> I sure. know it's a glorified answer. Yeah, know? no, I, hey, I love it. We pull back the curtain and say how it is. I think it's, I think the, the it's heavier. And uh-huh. I've had to learn how to deal with this type of stress a little bit better and how to deal with um, the, the moving parts of that stress with each other as spouses working on the, in the company together and how to step back and how to put new new boundaries in. Now we're really able to, to establish boundaries because it's not running on only our fuel. So yep. it's now we're kind of learning like, okay, now we have to put a boundary in. How do we do that? And managing like our own I don't, it's hard to articulate um it feels really good to have a machine running it feels really good to have a system um and there's just a different level of, of pressure as the business owner now um mm-hmm. that makes things interesting well you think about i mean you've really only had a team for how long eight months nine eight months, months right i mean you're still like kind of new real business owners if right. you think about it right Um, but I love, like, if you're not, to me, if you're not somewhat uncomfortable sometimes, like you're not growing. Right. So I love that. Zach, go ahead. Yeah, no, no, I was just going to say, like, I agree with that. Like, it's definitely a heaviness and it's something that I've never been around, right? Like I've always been an hourly employee, which you you can moan Mm. all you want about being an hourly employee, but like, you know what you're getting at the end. Yep. And, you know, so I haven't been centered around those type of people. So I think one of the things about seven figure flipping that's been so helpful for us is to be like you have that opportunity to be surrounded by yeah. like yourself and or that are higher than you to, to kind of normalize your situation. And, Oh, I was there six months ago. I was there three months ago. And I mean, there's just no supplement to that. Right. Yeah. I, I don't get that when I, when I'm around a lot of the people that I, that I typically hang out with. What did you say around the people that what? That I typically hang out with, you know, who's, yeah. who's, who's yeah. typically around this the situation. You mean you can't go ask them about um, how they build their uh, seven-figure house flipping business right. or team? Or um, It's interesting the things we talk about there versus the things that people might talk about, like a real estate investment club or a seminar for new investors, right? Uh, very different. Very different. We're talking about building a business, right. not just... What's that? I couldn't hear you. Sorry, we just you just talk about different things now. You don't talk about uh, what to say when you pick up the phone or what lead intake form you need to use. Now we talk about okay, hey, how do we how do we survive this now that emotionally and and how do I how do I grow from here? What's this next threshold that I need to you know push past and how do we tweak little things to to make massive results? You know, so. It's just, it's just different. I never, I never would have anticipated this feeling because I've, I've, it's unfamiliar to be the, you know, to be the owners of a, of a pretty big deal. I mean, it's a big deal to us. I yeah, guess. no, it is a big deal. It's, it's pretty awesome. Like running a million dollar company, you know, it's not something you always dream about, but like what happens when you're there, you know? Yeah. 
the, the group has added so much value. You and Tara have added so much value. And I really loved what she talked about. It really spoke to us personally, you know, working with your spouse and like how to, how to deal, <laughs> how to deal with like this different type of, of stress and make sure you're successful through this initial success, you know? So. Yep. Well, I mean, here's the deal. I mean, you guys are running, you're relatively newer real estate investors. You've just taken off like gangbusters. You're relatively new to growing a real estate business with employees right. and you're doing an amazing job. And there comes a point when, uh, and then you started your other business recently, right? And you've got kids and you've got a job and a half. <laughs> you have like, you actually have like more than two jobs. It's just, <laughs> Zach works part-time, Stephanie works like double time. So um, once you, I mean, it's pretty crazy. I remember when I started putting in the systems and at first it takes more work to build it. Right. And I know you guys are, you guys are kind of like me. You're crazy. It's like, well, if I can do this business. Let's do another business. Right. Um, but I'm telling you, it's going to be crazy when let's say Stephanie will say you do quit or go part-time or Zach, you quit, or you get even more automation going to where it is. It is crazy. I remember the day that Vanessa started taking over my property management, my project management. That was after she was already doing the offers and doing these other things. I remember literally like several days in a row, I was like, um, I don't really have to do anything. This is really weird. Right? So it's awesome. You guys hear me talk about ROTI all the time, return on time invested. You guys are investing the time in your future. And I, I love that. I love that. So cool. All right. So should we talk some Facebook? Yeah. You guys want to give us some, some Facebook tips? Yeah. So basically, I mean, it was like, I don't know, like six months ago or so. I remember you and I were emailing back and forth about Facebook and you were checking out some stuff and I was checking out some stuff through Facebook messenger. And I was sending you some info on different courses I was doing and or Kyle, I was having Kyle do. <laughs> Anyway, just saw like you just started to like some of the stuff you had found you were utilizing and I'm probably botching the story. I'm sure you have different way of looking at it perspective, but um, you just started to, to take off and you guys were getting started to get leads and you started to help some of the people in the group get leads and uh, it's been pretty cool. So why don't you uh, share with us with the goods? You guys want to hear it? You guys want to hear it? <laughs> Stephanie and Zach are going to share their secret, their Facebook marketing secrets right now. So, I mean, first of all, I have to say that I only, this has only happened because we put systems in place to like lift up our eyes and like see what's going on around us. Um, and I'm so honored and flattered to be able to like bring some value back to the group because we, you feel like you're taking like, oh my gosh, give me all your forms, give me your documents. <laughs> and you know, to give something back um, feels awesome. So I'm so excited to, to share what I've learned and help everybody who's listening um, get some success that we found. So Awesome. Um, Facebook is, is kind of, it's kind of like my little baby, my little baby child that I've been <laughs> trying to figure out how to grow. Um, when we first started um, investing, I, we started a business page and really the only reason we did that is because I wanted to post stuff about what we were doing, but I didn't want to annoy all my friends like in their new <laughs> How many times can you see what we're doing, you know? So we just started posting on a, on a Facebook business page and after a while, all that, all that content kind of compounded and we had a lot of stuff on our page and more and more people seemed to be interested in it. And, you know, more of my friends would go and like, like the page and comment and follow along and stuff. So I was like, wow, this is kind of neat. Cool. Um, people are really engaged and, you know, I'm surprised. 
And, you know, then I was like, you know what? We're advertising via direct mail. We're doing all these things. Like, why can't we advertise on Facebook? So it took me a good year to, to figure out how to get reliable, consistent leads on Facebook. And um, now we get several a day, you know, and, and out of those, you get more leads than, than deals for sure. We probably get a couple deals a month, but those deals are usually with big margins because they aren't found elsewhere, essentially. Uh, kind of a prime example of that is we had a lady who um, called us in, she was a high equity homeowner. She owned, what did she owe? $20,000 for her house, something super low. And um, so she was a high equity homeowner. She was not on our high equity list that we mail. We mail mm. everybody on our high equity list. And when we looked into the tax records, she, it was, a, there was an error with her home value. So it didn't that, you know, high equity homeowner. And we got, when we got to the appointment, Zach actually went on that appointment. There was a no solicitor sign on the door. So, you know, our door knocker wouldn't have got her. <laughs> there was really no way we were going to get this lead. So, you know, we got the deal, closed it, wholesale deal, $120,000 off that one deal. Wow. So once that happened at the beginning of the year, and I was like, okay, well, <laughs> advertise on Facebook for quite a while now before before we go to the red. So um, after that, I was like, all right, we're going to do it. We're going to, I'm going to invest a lot more. This obviously works. Let's do it. And I think to date, we've probably spent around $12,000. Um, crazy made, what, 300 I, I can't i don't even i don't even know a lot that's <laughs> a lot. awesome and just this and just this thing so kind of i wanted to share just a couple things that you guys you the listeners can do to get deals on facebook too um because i think it's super untapped i think social media for real estate investors is pretty much utilized maybe probably only Pretty close to exclusively only for education. Obviously really good for education. We're all on there collaborating Facebook groups um, and local RIA groups and things like that. And I don't think we're doing a good job of, of having a presence as our investor selves and our company. And I don't think that it's utilized appropriately for advertising. I just think there's nobody really advertising well um, for, for motivated seller leads. So a couple things that I wanted to share were Number one, you need to get yourself a Facebook business page. If you don't have a business page already, you need to get one. I'm writing this down, number one. <laughs> Step one, get a business page. Yeah, and post on it. Uh, one of the really- Is that step two or is that step one B? Step two, regularly post. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think that we all um, underestimate how cool it is, the stuff that we're doing, because we're so focused on- Totally. And like what, Especially you know, when you're doing, oh, 50 deals a year, you know. <laughs> process is really interesting to people. And you know what? We can thank HGTV for that. They've spent billions and billions of dollars yep. glorifying this business of, of flippers and, you know, flip and flop, and fixer upper, you know, the Property Brothers, these huge, huge productions um, are out there glorifying, glorifying flipping. And it's really easy to piggyback on what they've already done and generate a ton of interest locally and also establish a lot of credibility um, because a lot of, most people watch these shows, pretty much everyone I've ever spoken to has at least seen one episode of these shows and thinks it's cool. So you can, it's a really quick way to establish your credibility and your local presence. So having a Facebook business page is awesome and posting on it about what you're doing is awesome. Even if you think you're a dork. If you're, if you don't feel like you're, <laughs> then you're not doing it right. Yeah. I love it. Love it. That's definitely one of those biggest things, like biggest hurdles for me to get over things. Like 
I don't like talking in public. I don't like, you know, any of that kind of stuff. And like the concept of going like Facebook live, like I will literally be pacing before I get on that. Oh man, I'm not going to, but I got to do it. You do you some know? push-ups. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and then you just get over it. Once you do it a couple times, it's like, it's, it's old hat. You just kind of get over it. So taking that action step, you know, I talk about all the time about, you know, what's holding people back. They're getting in their own way. They're just coming up with a thousand and one reasons why not to do it. Yeah. I think that being out there and putting yourself out there for people to see and potentially criticize and, and all that is really, it's, it's very vulnerable, you know, but motiv- motivated sellers, sellers in general see that as credible because it seems so real. You're not yep. hiding behind like a zip mailer. Yep. You're an actual person on the other end of the phone. Um, and you're actually doing what you say you're doing. If you get no criticism, then you're doing nothing. Who said that Aristotle to, to avoid criticism, do nothing, be no one or something like that. Do not. Yeah. Like it's part of life. Unless you're hiding under a rock, it's going to be out there. Right. So just tell those people off, tell them what's up. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I, whenever someone like says something mean to me, like, some guy told me I was annoying the other day. Can you believe that? And he's on my list. I'm like, you're on my email list and you're telling me I'm, I'm like, joke's on you, buddy. Anyway, I found him on Facebook and because he, he didn't realize, he thought his email, like I couldn't see his name, but it showed his name yeah. and it said the city he was, it had, it had like, anyway, I found him on Facebook. He had a bunch of pictures of him flexing, kind of like Zach and no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Except for he was, he was cocky about it, right? Yeah. So I, I responded back. I was like, no worries. You know, this would have hurt my feelings a long time ago, but but I'm, I'm good with it now. I said, nice abs, by the way. And I posted a picture of him. <laughs> That's hilarious. He responded. And then we were like joking and back and forth. Anyway, it was awesome. <laughs> you, know, you get the opportunity to talk to somebody too, which is the second like huge part of Facebook. This is a huge platform that you can just have a communication with people. You know, when I was talking about you know, the very beginning when we first started marketing, I would just say, just get me an appointment. You know, that's what I tell my lead intake people. We were still running appointments then. So just get, just set an appointment. Just get me in front of a seller. Totally. Have a conversation with them. Even if, you know, it doesn't turn into a deal, it will later, you know? Awesome. Facebook is such an easy way to do that. You know, it doesn't even have to be a deal, but just start the conversation and the ripple effect from that single conversation that you have several times a day with different people, just it's incredible you know i mean there's the seven degrees of separation i think on facebook what do we say there's three yeah there's three degrees of separation on facebook and that's pretty huge in their community just a little bit of time goes by and everybody knows you and you put out this really genuine credible image then if you're on their mind when they want to sell their house so step one create a facebook a business page and that's pretty easy to do right how did it's free you literally click on the little arrow on Facebook next to your name. There's a little down arrow, and it, you can, it says create a page. When you create awesome. a page, I usually recommend doing a local business because it's optimized for your community. So it'll, it'll rank better when people are searching keywords and things like that. But yours will pop up on the top of the list because it's a local community and that person is in that, in that area. Um, and then put, put that you are a real estate investment firm. Give yourself your name. You know, put, put, you can put your, the full name of your page and you can also assign yourself a little handle. So for example, our business page name is Betters Homes of the Carolinas. And then our little handle, which is the at symbol is just Betters Homes. 
So okay. you can make it a little shorter if you want. So it's not a huge thing to type out on the URL. And then you just get started. You put a profile picture, you put a cover page picture. Like those are the first things you do. What kind of cover page for profile? Just see how people might wonder, like just, we got almost like give permission for them to know they can do whatever, right? Like. So I think I, we've really taken the family business approach to it. That seems to be the most successful. People think that we're, we're nice people where we are. We try to put out. <laughs> people think people know they can realize that you're nice. <laughs> you don't have to necessarily take the family approach. If you don't take the family approach that I would take a personal approach as, as personal as you can. So we don't include our kids in our profile picture, but it's just a, our profile picture is just a picture of Zach and I, one that we took for Christmas pictures one year, last year. Awesome. And we just didn't use the one with our kids. We just used the one with us. And our cover page picture is, um, kind of a skyline picture of the city and you can do something mm. like that do something that is relevant locally you know, yeah that's cool park you know the skyline whatever it is that that appeals to you where you are and we superimposed our better business bureau logo on there which cool. we recommend because that is just you know one of those things people see and they're like okay awesome Facebook yeah. is like a, an immediate credibility package for anybody that goes there, for any sellers that go there, for any contractors that you might be working with. Um, you know, and the listeners can go to our Facebook page and, and, and get ideas right off of there um, or messages there if they have any questions. Don't forget to hit that like button. Ching. Like <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I mean, just start with those two things, you know, get your pictures and everything, get your phone number on there. Um, we put our PO box address. So you don't necessarily have to have um, a local address if you don't want to. And the phone number we have listed there is one that we have tracked just for Facebook. So if someone calls that number, then I know they originated from, from Facebook so we can track our metrics and things like that. And then, you know, I recommend posting at least once a day something that you're doing. Okay. It can be really simple stuff like, you know, you sitting in your home office at 1130 at night, you know, in your PJs with your coffee, you know, working that, that is interesting to people. You post pictures of walkthroughs of before and afters of sellers that you're meeting with closing table, you know, and if you, if you don't have a lot of deals in the beginning, I would, I would start to take pictures of stuff that you're doing to try to recruit deals, you know, take a picture of you and your realtor, just take a selfie of that, put that up there, take a picture of you or your, um, your lawyer. Did you post your, did you post your $120,000 check in there? I did not. You know, we took a little selfie at the closing table, you know? Totally. I'm just kidding. Yeah, don't post checks in there. That's not, probably not the place for it. Yeah, and so if you're, if you're driving potential sellers to your Facebook page, you don't want to be braggadocious about $120,000 yeah. off of Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so pictures of you with families and fixing up houses and what you've done and things you're doing in the community and, and personal things too because people like to work with people they know like and trust right so if they feel like they know you and trust you then yeah. yeah it can be really simple you know if you don't have a project going on go to a local you know go to Lowe's and look at tile and take a picture of you looking at tile you know whatever it is just but I, I think the focus should be on just documenting what you're doing. Take it and approach it like a blog and just blog what you're doing, you know? And then obviously the more pictures and media you have, the better because of how Facebook is. Um, I found though that this was interesting. We tried to put, we were posting every day for a while. We posted, you know, every day or four, three, four times a week. We were like, you know, let's take it up a notch. Just post a couple times a day. Yeah. What we found was you don't get as much traction, huh? No, if we posted a couple times a day, people unliked us. 
What? Unlike their page. So don't post too much. I don't, I feel like too, like whenever I post like a picture of my kids or something, and then if I post another one two hours later, like the first one, I feel like Facebook puts it out to a lot of people and the next one, like hardly anyone sees it. You gotta be yeah. careful with organic traffic. So uh, Facebook, they really want you to advertise. You know, obviously that's how they're making money. You know, your business page is free. Everything you put on there is free. Organic traffic, they've limited, you know, so um, I think I think they your organic traffic rate somewhere around two percent uh, of your community size a day. So you can you can increase your organic traffic limitations that they put on you if you advertise. So, but they don't they're not really t they don't fully disclose what it is that they're doing or how they're limiting you. But you definitely get more traffic when you have an advertising, you know, account. Now, obviously, the advertisements themselves are going to generate traffic, but you, the way you you grow organically and the likes and things you get organically, it's there's some sort of limitation there. And they actually they released a, a press release about that a month or so ago, maybe, maybe a couple, maybe two months ago, about how they were changing how the organic traffic was. So, yeah, if you post something and it doesn't get a lot of engagement, it basically gets buried. If it gets a lot of engagement, that's the thing that they're gonna that's gonna continue to pop up on people's news feeds. And the second thing you post doesn't even pop, pop up on people's news feeds. They kind of limit your organic traffic so it's yeah. interesting they do they really they really um try to incentivize people to advertise so once a day once a day is plenty keeps yeah. the doctor away anyway i was trying to think of something clever it didn't come yeah. and i mean i think that that organic kind of stuff is also there because the paid traffic that you get is probably going to pull people back to your facebook page and so you want to have something there so you don't want to just give up and say oh Organic reach is, is down. It's not going anywhere. So I'm not going to create content. Yeah. And so that whatever ad they click on and then to take it one step further, we have our direct mail. We're still doing direct mail. Our Facebook logo is there. So we will get people from direct mail to then use our Facebook as a credibility packet there. So you have to have the content. You know, whenever I'm hiring someone or considering someone for the seven figure group or looking into a company, like I'll always go to their Facebook page. Yeah. It's just or trying to find someone who said I was annoying, like I will go find them. Yeah. <laughs> I think like that's the key, what you just said. I mean, that is what people do nowadays. Yeah. And people in their sixties and seventies are doing the same exact thing. They're on Google. Yep. Google they get your letter or if they yep. get an interaction with them. And they're on Facebook. Yep. They're on Facebook already because they're looking at their grandkids, they're yep. looking at their kids, they're stalking their family members. And they are online buyers. They are online browsers. So having a presence there still appeals to our key population. It's not for 20-year-olds. No, it's changed. It's totally changed. Um, like now the 20-year-olds on Snapchat, you know? Yeah, yeah. People are, you know, I say that with quotes because, you know, I don't have any of those other things. And so I'm technically old, I guess. <laughs> I think we are. <laughs> no, I'm older than you guys. So... Okay, I heard you mention some like Facebook Lives. Do you do Facebook Lives? Yeah, we try to go live once a week. And that, I mean, Facebook pushes that out more probably than your average post, right? Yeah, that is free advertising. Yeah. So a Facebook Live will automatically boost your post to everybody who likes your page, friends of people who like your page, and people in the region of where you are going live. So it's awesome. free. That's you, you usually have to pay to boost the post. You know, if you put something cool out there, you boost it, you usually pay like, you know, whatever you decide your budget is, five bucks a day, 20 bucks a day. That is free when you go live. So 
that's pretty cool. And everyone always, um, everyone that likes your page gets a little notification that you are live or that you went live. Mm. So even if they miss you going live at the time, they don't actually see it real time. They'll get a notification that you went live, which it, you know, draws them to click on your page and, you know, check out what you're doing. We talked about, um, boosting. Do you ever boost anything or not really? The only time I boost is when I post the listing. So, hmm. some, you know, so, you know, our, we list our flips on, on the market and I'll yeah. link to Zillow. I like Zillow because it shows you how many times people view it and how many people uh -huh. So I'll post the link to Zillow on the Facebook page and then I'll boost that post for the region. Cool. Otherwise, I don't think it's very successful to boost. Yeah, I was just, I mean, yeah. I mean, I want to, I like seeing Zach's guns, but to take a boost that, it's like, eh, I don't know if it's worth it. But right. yeah, no, I, 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 see, I know what you mean. Um, okay. Do you guys use anything like Hootsuite or, uh, meet Edgar or any like those automatic posting things or just do it more like a certain time each, I mean, just do it manually. Such a good question. So that's an awesome question. <laughs> Don't use third party posting because okay. it limits your exposure. Facebook wants you to use their platform. So you need to be logging into Facebook and posting directly on Facebook um, cool. and everything. They will, they, they basically cut you at the knees with, with how many <sighs> that it will let your audience get from that post. So it's better than nothing. I mean, if you're going to do nothing and that is literally the only way you're going to post is to do that, then fine. But yeah. it's just as easy to go and schedule a post if you want to like set up your week or whatever. That way you get the maximum benefit from Oh, can you schedule on Facebook? Yeah. A post? Yep, you can schedule future posts. Oh. So say you're listening to this now and you're like, crap, I've been flipping Man. here. I you know, I have no content. You can start a Facebook page and you can backdate your content that you've already done. So it makes your page look more mature than it is since you just started it. You can backdate it? You can. What? It's funny, like Okay, did I not have technical difficulties getting on, right? <laughs> Let's be honest, okay? So I was joking with you guys how you'd think after four years of doing an online marketing business, I would know how to use digital and online stuff. And you guys are talking about some maybe relatively basic, maybe to some people, Facebook stuff. No, a lot of people don't know this. That I didn't even know, right? So it's funny, we were, was it yesterday, we were talking with Kyle and Tara and we're like, our Facebook page sucks. Like, cause something, you just have so much going on, right? And literally, like, one day, I think Kyle, which is fine. Kyle's a million things. So I'm not pointing the finger. Just stopped, like, posting on it, you know? And I'm like, it's a ghost land. Zach and Stephanie would be so disappointed. Like, when you guys were speaking, and I'm just like, oh, man. I think I even, you even said something. I, I said something. I'm like, yeah, ours isn't very good either. Don't. Anyway. So, we, all these questions I'm asking, they're actually for me. But I'm <laughs> pretending like it's for everybody else. So, okay, cool. People, you know, take it for granted that it's that it's as powerful as it is, and they don't post or they don't realize that some of these little tricks you can do with you know scheduling posts and backdating. And I mean, you want to talk about just like a basic system. I mean, even if you're just doing stuff yourself. I mean, I talk about one of the tips that we put out. There's like Sunday before your week starts, you could sit down the pictures you took from last week, boom, 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 schedule your post for the week, and then you're done. So cool. So at the point where you have a VA or you have somebody else, you can put them on those tasks, like. We'll have a motivational Monday. I mean, he can schedule those posts out for three months, then set a calendar reminder in three months to start again. Or there's so many different ways. Yeah, I think that's important because I don't think people are going to remember. I mean, you got so much going on. You don't want to every day have to like focus on that. And then if you 
come up with an extra cool Facebook live. Okay. Do two a day, right? Do two in that day, you know, no big deal. Awesome. Okay. Um, yeah, go ahead. Were you going to say something? Come up with a system, you know, another a little system that we put into place that I try to encourage people to do is every single closing that you have schedule a testimonial video testimonial mm, yep. are like the bread and butter. Yes. Everyone wants to see a video testimonial. I don't care what kind of company you're running. A video testimonial is like gold. So we get them at, at the closing table. If we attend it, we take one. We just ask, you know, three really simple questions. Number one, we ask, tell me what you were, what was going on in your life when you came across our company. Mm. You know, if it's a card or, you know, or online or Facebook, you know, what was going on in your life? And then they started to tell their story that you hear their pain. And you that's know, awesome. And then, then, you, then we ask them, um, what does selling your house mean to you? And they, you know, that they tell you a lot. These are good stuff. questions. Good thing I'm recording yeah. this. <laughs> and the first question we ask, is would you recommend selling your house this way privately to an investor, someone like us? And then you get the yes and why and yes, just specifically. Right. To us. <laughs> so three three questions we ask every single time. If for some reason that one of us can't go to closing, our transaction coordinator can't go to closing, our acquisition guy can't go to closing, like something happened, it just cannot be possible. I schedule a photographer to go to those closings. If one of our team members goes to closing, I give them a hundred dollar bonus if they get a video testimonial. Awesome. Phone. Okay. I don't care what it is. If they get it, hundred bucks. And if our photographer has to go, he's a little more expensive because he's fancy. Dollars. <laughs> and it is by far worth every single cent. And just if you just implement that one system, just put that on the calendar on your transaction coordination list, whatever. Get that video testimonial and ask those three questions. Awesome. So you asked those three questions. You edit out you speaking, right? I don't even do that. Okay. If the photographer does it, he does. He edits yeah. and he makes it fancy. But I don't even try to make it fancy. Cool. I just try to make it real. And yeah, awesome. I think having a mix of some produced stuff and some totally raw stuff. Yeah, I agree. Good. I agree. Cool. You have some people that won't want to do the video, and that's fine. I still think a picture is worth a thousand words. Like if you could be at a closing table, have purchased somebody's house, and everybody's still smiling, like yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think that's pretty powerful. Yeah, that's awesome. Like as opposed to you know, there's such a such a stigma out there of like you know investors are stealing houses and like and, and like whatever. But when you can see that like, hey, we're all at the same table, we helped each other out, and we're all smiling. Like I think that's pretty powerful. Awesome. Okay, so what else do we got? We got. This is good. I mean, we've only covered two steps, but we've covered a lot of in-betweens, right? Part A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Okay. I think um, having the business page is definitely first. Once you get content on there, you get that up and running, that is a huge part of the equation. So don't underestimate how important that is to document what you're doing, get all these videos and all this media out there. Once, cool. you, once you feel comfortable with that, then I think you're ready to start advertising on Facebook. Awesome. And motivated sellers are out there. They're, they're on Facebook. So um, kind of to transition a little bit on how to advertise well on Facebook, um, I think that number one, you've got, to, you've got to understand what the motivated seller is. You, you have to know your target, just like anything else sure. you want to market to. Um, so I started about a year ago with um, an equity list. 
So I pulled a huge list of people who had equity in their house, and then I filtered out that list by online behavior um, characteristics. So I tried to find people that had, you know, big online, online spending activity, but not at high-end stores. So if you had a high-end credit card like Nordstrom, you're out. I want, mm. I want to exclude you. You know, you, mm. you're, obviously you have money to spend at Nordstrom. You probably have money to wait to sell your house. On yeah. The that's making an assumption, but I think that one's been six. I, this is not a political, let's be political. We're not being politically correct here. This is marketing, right? right? Like it is what it is. Right. And you're not going to capture everybody. This potential that you know, <laughs> Nordstrom's property is a motivated seller. But I think that that's a pretty easy one to eliminate. I've also um, eliminated people who um, drive a luxury car. But other than those demographics, all my other online advertising techniques have been on behavior how they're behaving online, what they like, what, what pages they like, hmm. what, um, what online um, websites that they go to and uh, where they go like to their job and things like that. all online behavior tactics. And then I run that through my equity list and that, that is what generates the motivated sellers. Um, that has taken some time for that to season. So, you know, Facebook is really good for, nationwide advertisers, you know, like Target wants to market to first time moms for this baby product when they're pregnant. Like that's really easy to do because you put that information out there, you know, that you're just married or whatever. Yeah. It's easy to target to that audience, but the motivated sellers a very specific audience and uh -huh. don't, they're not very well defined online. The online behavior is, um, is reproducible and you know for motivated sellers across the board but it's still a very narrow group of people so it took really a really long time to get that seasoned so facebook seasons data it's kind of like the term they use um for ads that are generating engagement and engagement counts as like clicks likes comments things like that and um that takes some time because Facebook wants your ad to be relevant before they advertise it to more people. So the, the race is really to the highest relevancy score. So if you put an ad out there and it, and you have the demographics tightened up to, to the point where people who are motivated sellers that this ad is speaking to, you want to sell my house fast and they click it, that becomes more and more relevant over time as more and more people interact with your ad. Either they don't click on it or they click on it over time that kind of stratifies out and like now you have a group of people who have interacted with that ad and Facebook says, okay, you're relevant. I'm going to show more of your ad and I'm going to show this ad to people who are like the people who clicked on it in the past. That way you get more clicks. Um, so Facebook want, is very incentivized to get as many clicks and as many leads as physically possible because then they get to charge you more, you know, obviously you pay per click or you pay per lead, whatever you set it to. So they're incentivized to make sure that, you get what you want as an advertiser, but they're they're protecting their users because they want only want their users to see things that matter to them. Mm -hmm. Like for me, if I'm using Facebook and all I see is AARP commercials and you know boys cologne, like I'm not going to be interested. You know, I'm annoyed. I don't like this ad. I'm annoyed. Yeah. And they want their fan base, so they want to show relevant information. So, so that takes some time. That took me about a year um, to get that demographic tightened up and to get it seasoned. So. Now I get, you know, leads all the time, which is nice. And the cool thing I found out about that is this is a portable type of audience. So once you get a good audience nailed down, 
you can actually plug and play that in any other market in the U.S., which, I mean, seems obvious to say now, but... It's I a lookalike audience, right? I mean, is what... You can make lookalikes, exactly. And it, that lookalike off of a relevant audience is successful in other markets because Facebook is a nationwide advertiser. They want BMW, they want Target, they want, you know, these big companies dropping, you know, millions of dollars into them to be able to advertise nationwide. They don't just want the mom and pop, they want the big guy. So, so your audience, once you have it together, you can use it everywhere else, which has been really cool. So you take the equity list, you said? Yep, that's how I started. And yep. then, and you, you also figure out just some things on your own. You take away anyone who has a luxury car or shops at Nordstrom's. Yep. And then it's like, okay, send, put my ad in front of people that match this group of people minus yep. these things. Okay, that's yep. how you start. Then over time, it gets seasoned and, and then you can put it in different locations and stuff like that. Yep. Awesome. Um, okay, what kind of things do you put on these ads? So I have, I have some pictures of, of us, you know, like a personal picture. I have some pictures. I have some pictures. <laughs> Not of, flexing. <laughs> I have some pictures of cash, like just some generic cash pictures. I have some pictures of houses. Um, I have some pictures of before and afters. Um, so you have picture, use pictures versus video. Well, slideshow. Okay. So slideshow is an option on Facebook. Yep. And that's what you use and it just goes through different pictures and stuff like that. And then what's like a, some kind of headline, maybe like an example that you might use or someone could use. Thinking of selling your house. That is good. I didn't you, think of that. <laughs> you know, you, would you like to close your house, you know, with cash? Would you like a cash closing, cash quick closing? Kind of typical stuff that you put on your. Okay. Direct- like your direct mail or postcard. Okay. It's in front of them. And then if I am, what do I do? What do they do from there? If they, it depends on how you set it up then for your objective. You can, you can have them click so they go to your website and fill out a form. You can have them click the ad and then fill out a form on Facebook. Or you can have them click and send them to your Facebook business page. You can have them click and, and send them to Messenger. There's a lot of different ways that you can direct them once they start interacting with your ad. I recommend you do something that keeps them on Facebook. So the more, Facebook is really selfish. They want you to stay on on that, on that platform and people who are using it, you know, they just want to zone out, watch cat videos. They don't want to go to all these other places. So you're much more likely to, to retain them as an active participant. If you keep them on the platform they originally started on. So directing them to something on Facebook, your business page or whatever, I think is the most successful. Awesome. So you can send them to your website, which hopefully we're not going to get into that. Most people hopefully have their website set up on already. Um, or you can keep them on Facebook, which Facebook I know has a way that you can, they can fill out a lead directly on Facebook. Yeah. Or you can use, you know, Messenger, Facebook Messenger. Yeah. And um, hopefully everyone's familiar with, with Facebook. Facebook's new, uh, I guess it's, it's been around a long time. They recent, what has it been like over a year? I don't know. More than that, I guess, but whatever um their new social network messenger and you can set up like chat and stuff like that right to where you can automatically ask them questions and and things like that yep that's a little bit more personal so i i like that method a lot because it you know makes people feel um obligated to answer if someone's saying something personal to them 
Um, I also really like Canvas. Facebook recently came out with Canvas. Uh-huh. It opens up a sub Facebook page within Facebook and it's kind of like a mini website. Okay. So, that's what I was thinking. So that's newer, right? Cause I know Kyle was telling me about something that we're doing and I think that's it. <laughs> that's really cool. That's actively changing right now. So uh, is literally week by week adding more features to, to canvas. Um, and that I think is really awesome. So if you're going to start anywhere, I'd probably start with canvas messenger or your Facebook page and cool. start generating there. And then you can do some remarketing campaigns associated with what people um what people clicked on remarketing also known as retargeting right same thing uh what's your i I know we're we're running low on time here and i feel like we could talk for three more hours right this for days (laughs) geeking out so what is your top tip for like retargeting how would i go about retargeting um if if i wanted to retarget what 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 is how does it work how do i do it retargeting i would pick um people who have interacted with your page before. So click Facebook page. And that way, if anyone has ever- It's an option I can choose, like through Facebook's ad platform, I can do retargeting and say, anyone who's interacted with my Facebook page, like the betters of Carolina, my Facebook page that you taught me how to set up. Anyone who comes on this page, visits it, interacts, I want to retarget those people, meaning ads will now show up again in their feed or on the side or something like that, correct? Exactly, and it'll also show up in like BuzzFeed articles that they read and some other of those audience networks. It'll show so up. Anywhere, anywhere they are online, these ads will now follow them around. It's just like when people think, how did, oh my gosh, like I was just at this store, I was just on the site and here it is and they're all surprised it's because they were retargeted, right? right. Exactly. So that's, that's huge. So having a remarketing campaign is really important, uh, a really important feature because you'll get people later, you know. And now, if someone doesn't start retargeting or remarketing right at the beginning, it's important that they do that, put that pixel on their page, right? So they can start building a retargeting list, correct? Yeah. And you won't, once you put the pixel on, Facebook will learn your pixel for 30 days before they start retargeting. Okay huge amount of traffic so do that right away that's like step number three like yeah. <laughs> get a page post some stuff set up the pixel. actually set up the pixel as you set through the page right yeah. that's really cheap i mean most of those most of those clicks cost like 20 cents yeah the retargeting uh clicks are cheaper right They're much cheaper yeah why is that i don't know maybe it's because facebook yeah. knows that they've already been to your stuff, so they like it, so they're not annoying them as much, right? So it's less expensive. And it's a win for us because we know they like our stuff. It's cheap, anyway, retargeting is the best thing ever. So make sure you're doing that. Woo, all right, guys. Um, I was trying to think, is this gonna go 30 minutes or an hour? And I think we're already at an hour. So you fill in the holes. I'm gonna stop asking questions. Like, give us like, let's take like five more minutes, share a couple more things that everyone should know, and then we'll wrap it up. Okay, I don't wanna overwhelm people with like all this stuff all at once. So I'm trying to think. I think, I think number one, your presence is just huge. So put a lot of focus on your presence and try to put together what it is that you, you want to portray as your, as your brand. I think a lot of Facebook and, and being successful on Facebook is just, the first steps of thinking out how you're going to present your brand and then coming up with a way to do that consistently with scheduling posts and things like that, or like thinking about themes associated with 
purchasing or flipping or wholesaling a house. So really like, what's that Abraham Lincoln phrase that says, if I had seven hours to do a task, the first four hours I would spend sharpening my axe. Uh -huh. that, that really, I mean, it really applies to this. So just come awesome. up with your brand image and, and, and be consistent with it and get advertising and get advertising now and start seasoning your audience now because I'm telling you, like people are going to start pouring money into Facebook and you're going to get outspent. So if you start now and you take the time to make your, your audience relevant and seasoned and is performing, even if it takes a little bit of time before you get traction, you, because you're more seasoned, you will outperform the people who are just starting. And I think we probably have like maybe a year before everybody starts catching on that this is underutilized. So get in now, get your credibility now, because once you're credible, doesn't matter how much money everyone else spends. And if your relevancy score is high, you're going to outperform the people who have low relevancy scores, no matter how much money they spend. So that's huge. Awesome. This is definitely Stephanie's baby. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I, I usually talk about the basics, Facebook business page, tee it up for her, let her, let her slam at home. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think she's hit on, on a lot of this stuff, kind of getting started now, taking, taking the action steps and, um, uh, I don't know. I think if like for ads, I know people just got to jump in there and, and mess with it because it's a trial and error thing and, and getting on there, you'll get, be more familiar with it. So I think that's the part where probably most people are like, Oh, where do I do from there? But you can do that or you can get some help. I, I think you guys help some people. <clears throat> Maybe we'll give you information here in a little bit at the end. Um, if I don't know if you're taking on new clients at all, but, um, Maybe another pitfall cover that people, um, fall into a lot is so Facebook has a lot of additional demographic information that you can put into an ad, like, let's say family size, uh, income level, um, uh, what else do they have? Jo like job title, things like that. You have to be really careful with some of those demographic um, points because they're really not accurate. What, what the, the, most, the most accurate demographic points that Facebook will track are the ones that you put in your profile. So your name, your location, your age, things like that, that you physically supply to Facebook in your profile, those are the most accurate demographic points. So if you are not putting in your income level, if you don't put in that you own a house or you rent a house, then it's not going to be as accurate. Mm, yeah. Well, Facebook will buy postal demographics from Axicom and they have a couple other like major postal suppliers that will give some further demographic information, but it's really, it's not very accurate. Um, so be careful with some of those extra demographic points. I mean, you can get all excited. There's all these little things in there, all these things you can choose, you know, just tread, tread lightly with that. You know, um, a big one that people ask about is like, Oh, let's target divorced people on Facebook. Well, what you'll find is most people do not put divorced in their profile. Yeah. You know, people just put, you know, either put single or they won't put anything. Yeah. They'll just, they'll take off their last name and they'll just have their middle name. That's how you know they're getting divorced. I'm <laughs> 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 their kids instead of, you know, <laughs> she she gets them you know how to get them right you and your middle name <laughs> so you know targeting people who who are divorced on facebook well, that's just kind of a bogus you know a bogus demographic so be really careful when you're when you're figuring out your your target audience that way and realize that facebook imports a lot of data and it's probably not very accurate 
But what is very accurate is online behavior because all the pixel data that's out there and where people go from what from Facebook from website to website, what their online spending habits are, those are really accurate. That's like scary accurate. Yeah. So um, those things, I would put many a lot more eggs in those types of baskets than the demographic stuff. Unless I mean age and things like that and location, those are all good. Um, but but be careful. Awesome. I think your guys' kids are uh, about ready, right? Whenever my wife and I are both doing an interview, yeah, we got the kids like, ah! <laughs> and I think the hospital's called you a few times. Hey, how's it going? What's her name? That's Charlotte. Charlotte, from Charlotte, that's right. I see you on Facebook. Speaking of Facebook, you were a dinosaur for Halloween, weren't you? Oh, oh. zombie. It wasn't really looking I love it. She was a zombie, is that what she said? She had an outfit change. I love it. That's, we were dinosaurs, then she wanted to be a zombie. That's so funny. All right, guys. Well, um, I know you guys have helped a lot of people in the seven-figure flipping group. Um, I know you already have some areas, like it's only by area, right? So you guys, so here's the cool thing about real estate, right? I started doing real estate years ago. And I've, I'll say how it is. I've been able to leverage that into doing an education business now. And it's been, it's been awesome. I love it. Um, and you can leverage that into lending money and, and all kinds of fun things. You guys have leveraged your skills. I mean, basically, you figured out how to use Facebook. Then you had other people reaching out to you and they wanted help. And we were like, we're like okay, well, you've got to create a business out of it. Otherwise, you're going to be helping all these people and it's not going to make it's, – it's business, right? It's not going to make any sense. Um, so – you guys have helped a lot of people I know in the seven-figure group. Uh, I know a lot of the locations are taken. But if someone would like to work with you guys, what's the, the criteria? You guys are, are you guys currently taking on clients? Or are you putting, okay. So you're currently taking on clients. Um, if they want, do they just reach out to you? If they're interested in seeing if they would qualify, how, how can, are you, can you share that right now? Is that cool? Sure. So, yes, you can find us on Facebook. I mean, you can... <laughs> it's on Facebook. Um, Bethany Betters or Zachary Betters. We have you can reach out on our business page, which is Betters Homes of the Carolinas. So you can we have a social media page called Social Media REI, um, which is www.socialmediarei.com, or you can find our that but that same handle on Facebook. However, you find us, just reach out and tell us that you're interested. We're more than happy to help you. We've also put together just a couple courses that can help people kind of do this themselves. Um, not only uh, courses on how to leverage Facebook with, with like having a good business page and putting down the good foundation that you need, but also um, some tips on how to deal with sellers online, how to deal with people responding to your ads, things like that. And I'm almost finished creating um, the course on how to advertise. Like I'm just going to walk you through how to put together an ad. So Awesome away some of the stuff that I'm doing for my clients. So you can kind of pick where on the spectrum you want. And then I have a service that we can provide for you. Cool. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. If you're, even if you're just getting started and you're like, I just need more information about how to set up the Facebook business page and the details about that, you, you know, there's, there's something, ideas, there should be something for everybody. We just want to be able to give back. I think, you know, we've learned a lot from you and, yeah. and trying to just add value to the world. And um, seeing that has uh, really been so much more rewarding than any, when we started the real estate business, my goal was 15 houses. That was it. My lifetime goal was 15. And, you know, we surpassed that. And, and the, the value, the, the good feelings that I have now are from just kind of giving back to other people. So. That's awesome. So where, where can they go? So 
for the course, did they go to all the same things you mentioned or they go to a specific website? Socialmediarei.com. Social media okay, awesome. And I'll talk to you guys after and, and this will probably have this go in like a week. So anyway, maybe that'll, maybe you'll be done by then. I don't know. Yeah, it should be done by then. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> awesome. Okay, cool. So if you guys are listening right now, it should be, you should be able to go get that. So anyway, all right, guys, thank you so much. This has been awesome. I know I learned a lot. I know everyone who's listening at home or in the gym or in their car or wherever else you are in the world. Thank you so much. Um, we love you all. And we will talk to you next time on the House Flipping HQ podcast. Bye. This has been the House Flipping HQ podcast. Your, your ultimate house flipping resource for intelligent real estate investing and financial freedom. Check out amazing tutorials, blogs, how-tos, and other inspiring podcasts with house flipping experts at houseflippinghq.com. Houseflippinghq.com.